welcome in. It is Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you for the next hour. Let's talk Brewers baseball. Good time to be talking Brewers baseball with where they're sitting right now. In great position in terms of the postseason, the magic number. It sits at six with nine games to go. That is the magic number to get into the postseason. And then once they clinch a postseason berth, we can start talking about them clinching the top wild card. And who knows? Maybe we can even talk about them trying to clinch a division that is not completely out of the realm of possibility quite yet. If you want to join the program, you can do so. I'm here to talk Brewers with you. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program if you would like, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air is the Twitter handle. We've got a big program coming up. Uh, Lane Grindle has his weekly conversation with us. They have they are in the process of getting to Pittsburgh. So I think we will be talking to him live from Pittsburgh. So he's going to be joining us coming up in just a little bit. Ashton's giving me a look. Ashton, I speak the truth. I believe he is going to be in Pittsburgh. Or the plane is still going to be up in the air, and you're going to call and it's going to go right to voicemail. Or worst case scenario, he forgot to turn his cell phone off while in the air, so it's going to go off in the air, and you're not supposed to uh, You're not supposed to do that. Although I don't know how they treat things on charter planes compared to the, uh, the normal planes that me and you fly on on a fairly normal occurrence. Uh, Tim Dillard, he is going to join us coming up at about 8.35. Tim, a uh, former uh, Brewers Major League pitcher, has been in the organization for years and years uh, at AAA as a pitcher, and... You see him pop up all over the place. Uh, he's got a great uh, social media profile with all of his videos that he puts out. And also uh, he served as an analyst, a studio analyst for Fox Sports Wisconsin over the course of the past weekend. So he, the, the Brewers are 2-1 and one with Tim as a studio analyst. That's not a bad record. You'll take it. You'll take it. Uh, updating you on where the Brewers do sit, mention the magic number, but just uh, where how that looks in the standings right now. Again, nine games to go for the Brewers. Two and a half games back of the Cubs in the National League Central. That's going to be tough if they can catch the Cubs so they have the same record as Chicago. They would play a game 163 against the Cubs. The winner would go right to the divisional series. The loser would then go and host the wild card game uh, a day later. So that's uh, that's one option. And then the other option is just getting into the wild card game. Right now they have a three game lead on the Cardinals, and they they do have a series obviously coming up against Pittsburgh for the next three days. Every game is so important. Craig Sean and I were talking about this on Brewers Extra Innings after the game last night. We're kind of to a point now with nine games to go. That's not about winning series. You're really taking every single game as kind of an an individual occurrence. And I guess when you do take a step back, you want to win series. You want to continue to uh, win as much as possible. And I, I've been saying this for a month. You win series, you're in great shape. But now I think the 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 air the attitude the paradigm whatever you want to say it shifts a little bit because now it's about you got nine games left it's not about taking two out of three in every single series it's about winning as many games as possible on an every night basis 
It's still a success if they take two of three from Pittsburgh. It's still a success if they take two of three from St. Louis. It's still a success if they take two of three from Detroit. But as you continue to try to hunt down the Cubs, if you can do more than that, it's it's what it's going to take to possibly win the division. If they do go win every series from here on out, they're the top National League wild card without a doubt. Maybe even they win the division, but probably not. I uh, The way I kind of forecast this is nine games left. If they win four or five, it's not good. They may end up as the second National League wild card. If they can win six, seven, uh, they probably are in that top wild card spot. Seven, eight, somewhere in there, then maybe we're talking about a division depending on what the uh, Cubs do, but they do not control their own destiny in terms of the divisional race. 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you want to join us, you can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauly on air. It's Brewers Weekly. Lane Grendel joins us next here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolls on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Have you till 9 o'clock as we talk all things Brewers baseball. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling 414-799-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. A conversation with Tim Dillard comes up at 835. A conversation with Lane Grindle comes up right now. Hello, Lane. So I'm kind of the opening act for Tim Dillard. Yeah, you're opening for, uh, you're opening for Tim. You know what? I mean... With his entertainment profile, that's pretty good. Yeah, in a comedy tour, he would definitely be the headliner, and and I'm not sure that I could really even open for him, but I'll do my best. Maybe you're, you know, if you go to a comedy show, there's always like that local comedian who's like the host, and he gets like three minutes of his uh, crappy material to work on at the beginning. Uh, maybe, that's maybe, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that is me. Absolutely. I, that, I think that is a role I can fit. <laughs> oh goodness! How you, so you're with the team uh, in Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, just, you know, I think sometimes people like me and you know we we make too much of body language and how guys are look and how loose they are. How like just can you can you paint the picture right now for the team and and the way you view them uh, over these last few hours as they've been on the plane and headed into this final uh, road trip of the year. Just another road trip, really. I guess would be the best way to explain it. I, uh, more bodies getting on the plane because it's September and, and the plane's a little bit more full. But other than that, um, I think these guys have kind of been through this. And, and, and believe it or not, a lot of the guys that were here a year ago, they were a part of uh, crunch time with a lot on the line. And so they were through it a year ago. And then most of the guys that have been added have been through this before, too, whether it's Mike Moustakis or Jonathan Scope or – uh, Gio Gonzalez, they've, they've all been in this position before. So, uh, I, I think business as usual, there was nothing that really felt any different about the vibe getting on the plane today than any other road trip this year. Uh, this, this trip to Pittsburgh and they've struggled against the Pirates this year. Where does that play into all this or does it at all? Well, um, I think that's a really good question. I think everybody has that in the back of their mind a little bit. And I'm talking about fans or people that cover the team. I can't speak for the team in that regard. Uh, they've pitched it well against the Brewers this year. I think everybody understands that. We can look at the numbers and, and, and know that that's, that's been the case. Um, but maybe in some ways this, is, this, this, this could be fun for this team. They've got a chance on this road trip to clinch a playoff berth. And this has been a tough place for them the last couple of years. They've had some tough series here that have really changed the dynamic of the NL Central race, 
both times. You think about that four-game sweep here a year ago uh, coming out of the All-Star break and how that changed the dynamics of the NL Central race when the Brewers came out of the All-Star break with that five-and-a-half game lead. And this year, Brewers had a pretty good lead going into that road trip to Miami and Pittsburgh, dropped two or three to Miami, two of those were extra inning games, and then the five-game sweep to the Pirates here going into the All-Star break. They've kind of come around the same point in the season each time, and they've been tough, and they have changed the dynamic of the race. So um, that's not the same kind of stakes that are on the line here this weekend in terms of, uh, of, of, of what could or couldn't happen. The Brewers can come here to Pittsburgh and drop two out of three and still be okay in terms of making it uh, to the postseason and, and punching their ticket to a wild card. But I think to be able to have a good series here, win two out of three, or even get greedy – would have to feel good for this group of guys, knowing what they're on the verge of accomplishing. I think if they could, if they could have a really good series, it would make it all that much sweeter. There's really three things left to play for here. First, clinching a playoff spot. Second, securing a home playoff game in that top wild card. And then third, if you win enough games, it's it's still possible to win mm-hmm. the division. Mm-hmm. Do. Is that just something that I'm saying, and for them it's turned into a just put your best effort out on an every-night basis and let the chips fall where they may? Well, I think to some degree that's that's almost how you have to play it if, if you're the team. You don't have any more games left with the Cubs. So it's go win as many as you can win and see what, you know, what, what comes of it. You know that the Cubs have those games with the Cardinals and the Pirates at the end of this thing. They have seven with the, with the Pirates and Cardinals. Uh, to finish things up. So those are tough interdivision series. And if the Brewers can can do well on this road trip and then come home against the Tigers, who knows? I mean, it's a two-and-a-half game difference. That's a lot to make up in, 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 in nine games remaining, but it's not impossible. And um, you don't have a lot of control over what the Cubs do. So I don't think you can worry too much about that. But what you can do is control yourself, and you can go out and win as many games as possible. If you can go put a 7-2 and two on the board – and that's probably something around where it would, what it would take, I think, to, to make this a real possibility. If you can go do that, go put a 7-2 and two on the board or something like that, then the division could very well still be in play um, on that final day. Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grindle is continuing to join us here on Brewers Weekly. How key is it that the Brewers do enough in Pittsburgh that they can go into that St. Louis series at least with a three-game lead against the Cardinals? Um. I think a multiple game leads huge. A three game guess would be gigantic because really what you're talking about then is if you have a three game lead going into the final day of that series, you you could wrap up home field in in the wild card um, at that point too. So um, I, I I think it's big. Uh, look, the Cardinals are a good team. They've been playing well. They played well against the Braves in that series this week. Um, they're 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 a dangerous team. They've got guys that can hit. Uh, they've retooled that pitching staff, and they've made it work for them. But um, I, you know, the Brewers have, for the most part, I feel like, played well against the Cardinals the last couple of years, and they've played well in St. Louis. They lost the last series in there uh, in August. They dropped two out of three, but for the most part, they've played pretty well in St. Louis over the last two years. So uh, I think this team would be ready to go, and I think. They're excited to get that champagne going at some point, but I think they also understand they just have a lot of work to do between now and then. And even once that happens, there's going to be more work to do 
over the course of the regular season as they wrap this thing up. Gio Gonzalez yesterday went out and pitched really well. Two of his three starts have been darn good, and the one start that wasn't as good, it wasn't like he had a bad start. It just wasn't quite where the other two were at. What kind of impact can he have in a playoff series if he's the guy that he was yesterday? Well, a, a huge one, because this is a guy that that's a veteran that has been in this spot before. He's pitched in late-season meaningful games. He's pitched in meaningful games in October, and I think that's that's pretty valuable to this team. Uh, I have liked what I've seen from him so far. He He's a great guy. I think if you've had a chance to be around him at all, you, you know he fits into this clubhouse perfectly. He has a really nice changeup that has done some good things so far. And I think he has been a nice addition. You know, it, it was it, – it, everybody was talking about can, can the Brewers had a starting pitcher at the deadline. And I, I think David Stearns was very upfront about the fact that unless it was somebody that was going to be a game changer, the Brewers weren't going to get crazy in that regard. And so they didn't they didn't move uh, anybody for a starting pitcher at the deadline. And I think once they got to the end of August, they realized another arm that has some veteran experience that can be a little bit of an innings eater for us at times could be really valuable. Could could help the depth of the starting rotation, and it could be a, a good thing. And, so they went out and they got Gio Gonzalez, who wasn't having a good month, but has had a good career and has been in this spot before. And he has delivered. It, it's a little bit like what Cole Hamels was able to do for the Cubs when they got him. He wasn't pitching to, to great numbers at that point in time, but that fresh start and that opportunity to get himself into a race helped elevate him again. And, and I think the same thing has happened for Gio Gonzalez. And, um, you know, if the Brewers can get themselves into a, uh, NLDS series, uh, you got to think Gio Gonzalez is going to get the ball in one of those four in one of those five games as part of the four man rotation at that point in time. I think uh, it would be hard it would be hard to think he wouldn't get an opportunity with the experience that he has in a situation like that. All right, Lane, last thing for you. Um, our, our quick Nebraska minute because you're a Nebraska guy, Troy. <laughs> okay. Troy. I got nothing, man. I okay. can't. I can't really defend that. Um, Troy beat LSU last year. They they lost by six to Clemson last year. They they have probably more talent than most people are. So that doesn't mean you should lose to them. Um, it's year one. It's going to take a little bit for Scott Frost, but he'll be okay. All right, fair enough. Enjoy Long Pittsburgh. Time. Get the Brewers some wins, and we'll talk again next week. Hey, Matt, we appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, there's Lane Grendel joining us here on Brewers Weekly. We appreciate his time just landing in Pittsburgh a little while ago. 414-799-1620, that's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. Tim Diller joins us in about eight minutes here on the program. That's going to be a fun conversation coming up in just a bit. Got a text question uh, on the text line, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Got a question uh, asking about the Cubs and Brewers and if they have the same record at the end of the season, who wins the division and who gets into the wild card game. And I understand there are definitely some uh, some things that are confusing about the tiebreakers in baseball. And... If the Brewers and the Cubs tie, they would then play a game 163. The only place that uh, who won the season series matters if the Brewers and Cubs tie is that game 163 would be in Chicago. So they would play that. 
the winner of that game would go to the divisional series, and the loser of that game would then have to go play the wild card game. So what happens if the Brewers and the Cardinals finish with the same record? Shouldn't they have to play a game 163? No, they would not play game 163. And here's the difference. Those are the two teams going for the wild card. So you would not play a game between those two teams to determine who gets to be the home team in the wild card game by playing a game against those two teams. Like it just wouldn't make sense. So at that point, if the teams who are both in wild card position end up tied with the same record, it would go to uh, the home game would go to the team with the uh, tiebreaker between the two, and that's notable. What so what's in, what makes this series against St. Louis coming up so key? is right now the season series between the two teams is even at 8-8. So the winner between the Brewers and the Cardinals, the team that takes two of three or the team that sweeps the other team, is going to have the season series. So therefore, if they were to end the season in a tie, the team that wins this three-game series would end up hosting the wildcard game. So I hope all that makes sense. 414-799-1620 is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We appreciate Lane Grindle joining us just a little while ago, all part of our Hunt for Brew October coverage, which is sponsored by West Bend, the Silver Lining. Tim Dillard is going to join us. He Tim's a great guy. I've, I, I interviewed Tim for the first time. Oh, my gosh. And I know he was around with the Brewers uh, prior to this. So people in Milwaukee uh, have known of Tim Dillard for quite some time. But I can still remember uh, I was working in AAA Colorado Springs when the Sky Sox were a Rockies affiliate. And he was pitching for the Nashville Sounds, who were then a Brewers affiliate. And I remember doing a pregame interview with him. And uh, that was the first time that uh, I got to know Tim. And it's been fun to watch what uh, – what he's become, not just uh, as a baseball player, but really the profile that he's been able to create uh, for himself from a media standpoint. 414-799-1620, that is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We will be joined by Tim Dillard. That is next. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ. Off day for the crew. Back at it tomorrow. They open up the final road trip of the season going to Pittsburgh, going to St. Louis, and then they wrap up the regular season with a series next weekend against Detroit. Let's bring in uh, Tim Dillard, longtime uh, Brewers pitcher, both at the Major League and uh, AAA level, and most recently serving as a Fox Sports Wisconsin studio analyst. You've also, if you're anywhere on social media, you've seen uh, all his uh, fun work that he does uh, with uh, videos and other things uh, via social media. It is Tim Dillard. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I just, I just ran across the street. I had to go get some cheese curds before I got out of here. What's uh? Do you? Is there a certain place you get the cheese curds, or are you just a cheese curds across the board, all glorious guy? You know, I'm going to trust the state of Wisconsin on this. And if you have cheese curds on the menu, I'm going to go with that. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. <laughs> uh, you did studio work the last few days for uh, Fox Sports uh, Wisconsin. You've got your feet in your hands and in so many different things. But uh, how did you enjoy this past weekend? Uh, you know, if if it was another team or another stadium, it would have been probably a horrible experience. Uh, Coming here and seeing people that I know, I know everyone in the dugout, I know all the coaches, I know people in the press box, uh, people that take tickets, <laughs> people in charge of parking, it was, uh, it was an amazing and you know, truly special experience for me. 
I know you still want to keep playing, and you know you're you're not quite. I don't think you're at least thinking about that that post playing career quite yet. But it's kind of a cool opportunity because all the stuff you've done with the what you do on social media and the fun you have, maybe that's opened up some doors. And here you are, still a an active player, and, and you get to do the studio stuff for a weekend. Do you kind of view it that way as just a, a cool opportunity while you're still in the middle of your playing career? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's one of those things where I wish. I was chosen to do, you know, pre- and post-game analysts for the Brewers for three games against the Reds because of my playing career. <laughs> but I'm thinking it, it may have had something to do with some of the stuff I do on social media. So I'm okay with that. This team is a is a really good team, and obviously you're very familiar with it. You and I talked about them a little bit during uh, your time here in the, in the press box. Just as you watched them over the course of the last three days, what jumped out at you? Uh, just a very cohesive team. I know they went and picked up some guys, uh, wow, just probably as of two weeks ago. Um, but just seeing the dynamic in the clubhouse, it's a, it's a pretty special thing. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> some of the teams I was on uh, in the big leagues <laughs> several years ago. So you can't fake that. I was telling Craig in between breaks uh, one time, I said, listen, you, you can't fake that kind of camaraderie. And just guys that have just so much passion and confidence in one another. And you just can't fake that. Tim Dillard continuing to uh, join us here on Brewers Weekly. Craig Council once said to me, and he said this to, to a lot of people, that one of the things he tries to do as a manager is allow guys to be themselves and let their character come out and who they are come out and then feel comfortable being who they are in, in a team environment. Does him setting a culture with that with, with that standard where guys can be very comfortable in their own skin, does that play into that cohesiveness that you just talked about? Well, Craig played a long time, and probably his favorite coaches are the ones that coach before the game starts. You know, get, get guys, put them in position to succeed, and then let them go out and play. Because these guys get to the big leagues for a reason. They know what they're doing. They're, uh, they're not strangers to a baseball field. And I, I think he, he does a very good – I don't know if it's, it's a, a collective thing from the coaching staff, if they all get together and go, okay, we're going to coach and then we're going to let him go play, or if it's just a very natural, organic process. But uh, it all stems from him, and he knows what he wants, and he lets his guys go out and play. And literally that's what every baseball player wants from a coach. Did you get the sense uh, pitching at the AAA level this year, not just this year, but really since Craig Council has been a manager, has the organization done a good job of kind of what, the culture that exists at the big league level, trying to make sure that exists at the next level as well? What I got from Craig right away was um, a, a sense of urgency about what you're doing, not just, uh, hey, we're going to try to cultivate you as you go along, through the levels, through the minor leagues, and hopefully, you know, you make it to the big leagues, and yay. And No, he wanted to win. So he came over the first time he was manager. I saw him in spring training, and he comes in, and he goes, listen, he goes, I want you to come to the field with two things in mind, to be a good teammate and to win, because that's, that's what we're here to do. And what they don't want is a bunch of guys not knowing how to win and then showing up in the big leagues. So I think that's, I think that's a very smart move on his part because, you know, not everybody in the minor leagues is going to make it to the big leagues. So wherever you're at, you're A-ball, double-A, triple-A, you want to win. You were part of the final triple-A season in Colorado Springs. The organization will have their triple-A affiliate in San Antonio moving forward. Uh, what's... 
the from a pitcher's perspective, what does it mean for the Brewers no longer being forced to put their pitchers uh, at the one step away from the big leagues at altitude? You know, at first I really thought they were going to shelter guys a little bit, keep them in double-A, call them straight from double-A. Um, one thing that Stearns did was put his top guys, he put them there. And whether he knew it or not, I think what, what he was getting after that, when guys made it to the big leagues, was a he was getting tougher players. Because you can't have, and I, I, I kind of use it in this terminology, you can't have great skin in Colorado Springs. you got to have rhinoceros skin, you know. <laughs> You gotta have, you gotta have rhino lining because whether you do good or bad or whatever, it is a tough place to master whether you're a pitcher or a position player. So if anything came from the four years the Brewers were there, it's that whoever played there has, has some rhino skin moving forward in whatever it is. If you're in the big leagues or it's still in the minor leagues or not playing anymore, like those, those individuals, man, you either, you either give up or you just get stronger. San Antonio isn't a great facility, according to reports. They're going to build a new clubhouse. Uh, they're going to put in some cages, things like that. But the actual ballpark yeah. isn't a, a fantastic ballpark. From a player's perspective, when you're at AAA, do you do you care about the ballpark that you're playing in, or as long as it's a nice clubhouse that you're spending most of your day in and you got the everything that you need, is it okay? Yeah, as long as it's at sea level <laughs> 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 or below, I'm cool. You know now. Um, I, the, the big clubhouse helps. You know, one of the things that everybody says when they came into Colorado Springs for the first time, whether it's six-year free agent or whether it's, you know, a guy getting sent down for the first time or a young guy getting called up, is that the clubhouse was huge. You know, we'll deal with everything else when it comes, but the clubhouse is big. You have room to kind of spread out, and that appealed to a lot of people. If You know, if you have a hard ballpark to play in and you have a hard clubhouse, it's a hard year. Um so, yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll just build a giant, humongous clubhouse in, in uh, San Antonio. <laughs> when, when you were in Nashville, when the Brewers were in Nashville and you had to go to Colorado Springs yeah. and be in that visiting clubhouse, was there any worse clubhouse in AAA? Who At the time? Let me think. I don't know. Rosenblatt was still around. The first time I went to <laughs> Rosenblatt, where they did the College World Series, yeah. that place was the size of a... Uh, uh, you know those SUVs that have like the extended thing in the back where it's like more trunk space. Yeah, that's about how the size of the uh, <laughs> of the clubhouse. <laughs> so I would have to say Rosenblatt, and they tore that down. Um, but the visiting clubhouse in Colorado Springs is actually really tough. But I actually know the club there. Steve Martin is his name, and he does a, he does a great job. He's got a lot of uh, good help over there. Some of my friends. Yeah, well, we both spend a lot of time in Colorado Springs. It's, uh, I know for me it holds <laughs> yeah, a special know, right? place. But we can still be honest about the uh, the facilities there. So it'll be a good short season there at the club. Hey, uh, Tim, it was great to see you while you were here. Uh, look forward to our paths uh, crossing again. Uh, enjoy your off season and uh, look forward to seeing yeah. uh, what's uh, what the future holds for you. Yeah, me too. So let me know if you see anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Thank Tim. you. You bet. Tim Diller joining us. Uh, I guess temporary Fox Sports Wisconsin analyst. He filled in here over the last few days, and uh, he's somebody that once his playing career is over, I got to think that he's going to find a role inside the Brewers organization. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got time for your phone calls next. Let's talk all things Brewers here on WTMJ. Brewers Weekly continues here on WTMJ. Brewers back at it tomorrow night when they open up a series against the Pirates. They then go to St. Louis after that. 
And then they're back home for the final homestand or the final home series of the season. I don't call it just single series homestands. I always feel like if it's a homestand, it should be multiple series. But that's semantics. 414-799-1620 the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Got a few folks uh, on hold. Let's start rolling through some calls. we got Tom in Greenfield. Hey, Tom, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, okay. Do you figure if the Brewers can uh, beat the Pirates uh, two out of three, win one in St. Louis, and come on back and uh, sweep the Detroit, which doesn't seem like they're that great of a team, uh, this, those six games uh, will put them, uh, propel them for either the Winner division or uh, for the wild card? Which which one? Uh, that's that six wins at least. Yeah, I think it's six and three. I would I would you'd have to get a ton of help from the Cubs to catch them going six and three in the final nine. I feel like to catch the Cubs, you probably need to go minimum seven and two. So six and three would probably put them in that top wild card position. Okay, I just let's let's go uh, Brewers. Yeah, absolutely appreciate the phone call. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Doug is in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Uh, good evening, Matt. Hi. You know, I just I just marvel over what Council and Stearns have done with this pitching staff and and how they've maneuvered these guys. You know, he's he's had thirty different guys on the mound this year. Uh, two of them were position players, but still, uh, the way he's moved them around. You know, we. We our ERA, you know, we got it down to about three point five in that area, and then it crept up to three point nine, and now we're down to three point seven, and which means we're getting closer to a, a playoff position if you're going in that direction. And uh, I, I, you know, I just I just sit back. I don't I don't really I don't have any suggestions. I just have compliments at this time, and I I hope it uh, I hope they keep doing what what they're doing. It's uh, it, it seems like different baseball uh, with the way the way he's doing it but it's it's working you know doug it's a good point by you and i'll tell you what i think is really remarkable it's the fact that three weeks ago maybe a month ago i don't know when it kind of turned but it wasn't that long ago that you had jeremy jeffress and you had josh Hader in the bullpen and those were really your only reliable relief pitchers anybody else that came in it was hit or miss and there was a lot more missing than hitting going on and now here we are three weeks a month later you got those two guys you got soria you got canable you got sedeno you got burns and they're allowing these starters sometimes to go four or five innings because they have so much confidence in the bullpen i think it is completely remarkable to see the turn with the confidence and the uh, performance of of the relief pitchers from a month ago to where we're at right now. Uh, exactly, I think it gets in the players' heads too. Hey, if I'm if I'm a little bit off, I'm I'm probably not going to be, you know, pitching to the next uh, to the next batter. Where in the you know in, in normal basketball fashion baseball, you you kept the guy in there for an inning or two and. Who knows what would happen? Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate the phone call, Doug, at 414-799-1620. 414-799-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. It really, the bullpen has been such a big part of this. And the the internal competition is another aspect of it because there are guys right now who are pitching well out of the bullpen who probably wouldn't make it onto the playoff roster. Right now, there are 36 players in the Brewers' dugout. And when the playoffs get started, they are going to have to cut that down to 25 players. And so there's going to be guys who are performing well right now who might not be on 
a playoff roster. So we will uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But competition, no matter what it is, sports, life, business, politics, whatever, competition is always a good thing. Let's grab one more phone call real quick. Matt's and Butler. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, so question is, if the Brewers were to make it to the playoffs, which it looks like they're going to, and they get to the wild card, do you think a win for them would be just to win a wild card game or to actually win the divisional series? Ask that, I, I don't completely understand the question. Ask that one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> so if the Brewers do make it to the playoffs, which it looks like they're going to, and they get to the wild card game, they're playing the Cardinals, they beat the Cardinals, do you think that a win for the season for them would be to just win the wild card game or to actually win the divisional series? So I think I think it's a very positive just making it to the postseason. I think there would clearly be disappointment even if they lost that wild card game. But it's I don't think it's a lost season. They made the postseason. This is a this is a process that they're going through under David Stearns, and they're way ahead of schedule from where they were at when Stearns came in. So I, I get the disappointment if maybe they don't go deep into the postseason, especially sitting with the second best record in the National League right now but for me i think brewers fans should be uh very excited about just a playoff berth not to say they can't be disappointed if say they were to lose that wild card game but i'm looking at it from a perspective that uh just getting to the postseason is quite an accomplishment all right thank you yeah appreciate the phone call 414-799-1620 the acunet mortgage talk and text line the the one thing that stinks about the current playoff system is you play that single game man that's a crapshoot Baseball is not meant to be based on single games. Baseball is meant for series. And uh, baseball rewards division winners by making the two wild cards play a single game against each other. It's not always fair, but it's the way it is. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to say they're going to lose that game, but even if they lose that game and they just have one playoff game, they're still a playoff team. They're still an accomplishment there. 414 799 1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Weekly here on WTMJ. Brewers off tonight. Once again, the magic number is six. What that means. Any combination of six Brewers wins, and as it sits right now, Colorado Rockies losses secures a playoff berth for the Brewers. The Brewers have three more dominoes they can essentially knock down in the final nine games. They can clinch a playoff spot, they can clinch the top wild card position, and they can clinch a division. Uh, and those go from easiest to toughest. And it is going to be tough to win the division. It is going to be very tough. It is not easy to make up two and a half games when there's nine games left. It's not impossible. It's happened before. It will happen again. And the fact that the Cubs have such issues on the back end of the bullpen, I think, is a reason to have a little bit more hope. And the other thing is all you got to do is catch the Cubs. Brewers have proven that... If they can catch the Cubs and they can play a game 163 against the Cubs, they're going to have a very, very good shot of winning that series. The only team that I'd really prefer the Brewers not face in the postseason uh, until the last possible moment is the Los Angeles Dodgers, at least on the National League side. The American League has some... You look at the American League, you look at the Red Sox, you look at the Yankees, you look at the Astros. Those are... Really good teams. Cleveland doesn't get the credit that they deserve because they play in just a horrible division in the American League Central. Oakland has gone on. Oakland's been as good as any team in baseball over the last two months. 
it's kind of interesting, and not to just very quickly, first two months of the season, it was clear that you were going to have the Angels as the fifth playoff team in the American League. And then that shifted, and it became clear that it was going to be the Mariners that were going to be the fifth playoff team in the American League. And then eventually it becomes the A's. And that's that's been the only drama this year in the American League, is who wins that second wild card. I guess there's a little bit of a drama right now if Oakland can catch New York to move in that top wild card position, but in all likelihood that's not going to happen. Brewers open up a big three-game series against Pittsburgh coming up tomorrow, 6.05 first pitch tomorrow. Yolise Chassin gets the start for the crew. He is 14-8. and Ivan Nova, who really shut down the Brewers uh, when they uh, faced him in Milwaukee this past week. He gets the start for uh, the Pirates. And look, this is every single game is so very important. And you'd love to see the Brewers take two of three. But as I said earlier, it gets to a point where it's go out and win every game that you can. You you look at these final nine games and say, how many of these nine games can you win if you're the Brewers? And I am hopeful that they can find a way to win more than they lose when they take on Pittsburgh. Uh, it'll be Zach Davies and then Wade Miley starting games two and three, respectively, before they go into that series in St. Louis that's going to start on Monday. I will talk to you tomorrow night after the game in Pittsburgh for Brewers Extra Innings. The news in two minutes. Clark Howard after that on WTMJ.